Hi, this is episode four of Big Picture Relationships, and today we are talking about the deepest roots of every relationship, which is the way we see and view another person at a deep level that you've maybe never even thought about. This colors everything in our relationships. Hang around to find out what I mean, and thanks for joining us. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. Hi, I'm so glad to talk with you today about an idea that is pretty foundational to all sorts of relationships. And I bet this is something you've never thought about before if you've not read these books I'll talk about in a second. Really, there are two ways to view other people, and I don't even mean view them with our eyes. This is view them at our deepest levels and our gut level ways to react to other people. But we can either see people as an object, which might be a thing in our way, something we take care of, or somebody who can get us something or help us out with something, or we see them as a person as a human at a deeper level with hopes, needs, dreams, fears, feelings, to really feel empathy toward them. And let me first tell you that this is not something that I created. This goes back to training way back from my earliest days in college, my undergraduate. And it's an idea started in the Arbinger Institute. Now the Arbinger Institute, you can look them up online and follow them. They do awesome trainings and share this idea with the world. They've published three books, and the first one that I read is called Leadership and Self-Deception, and honestly, that one's my favorite so far. The first book they actually published is called The Anatomy of Peace, and that fits a little more with my market, mental health. I still love the clear direction of leadership and self-deception. And there's a third one I have not read yet, but I've heard it's excellent, called The Outward Mindset. I'm not advertising for them. I'm just honestly telling you where this idea came from. And now we will go on about this idea, and a lot of this is in my own words, however. So... There are two ways to view other people, and the way that we view them comes across as something deeper than our behaviors toward them. So saying that it doesn't matter how you act towards somebody, there's actually something deeper than that that they can pick up on. It doesn't matter how polished your manners are around somebody you don't like. It doesn't matter how deep your self-control in a situation where you're struggling to really see somebody as equal to yourself. It doesn't matter if you go to therapy for years. I'm picturing marriage therapy especially and you gain skills and you learn the correct way to talk to somebody and all these I feel statements. And it doesn't matter your skill level. This will not cover up if you see someone as an object if you see someone as less than yourself. Now, what do I mean by less than? Well, to recognize a person in all of their humanity means that you really see them as three-dimensional. This is a phrase I like to use as opposed to just a person, like Arbinger talks about. When you see somebody as three-dimensional, in real life, you recognize that they have hopes, they have dreams, they're somebody who had nightmares, they skinned their knees as a child, they have insecurities, they have a favorite food, people love them, they have enemies, There is so much robustness to this other person's life. And I know I'm describing an adult, but even as a child, they have a rich inner world that we recognize and honor when we recognize somebody as a three-dimensional person. You respect their humanity as every bit as deserving as your own. Now, it doesn't matter if this is a homeless person with a sign on the corner. Now, your life circumstances may be better, but at heart, in their humanity, who they are and who you are are equal. 
when you see someone as three-dimensional. Now, if you don't acknowledge or recognize the humanity of another person and recognize all these things I described, hopes, needs, dreams, you are privileging your humanity over theirs and their humanity as less deserving than your own. Okay, are you lost yet? I Stories are where it's at, you guys. So I was explaining this idea to a friend on a car ride. So it's perfect that we're having this car conversation here, you and me. And trying to explain what I meant by person versus object, three-dimensional. And a light bulb went on over her head. And she said, oh, it's like those little old ladies that would come in during hair school. Now, she was a cosmetologist and had gone to hair school years before. And she said, every Wednesday... The cute little old ladies from the nursing home down the street would come in to get their hair done. And they came every Wednesday without fail. And they would talk your ear off and they would stay forever. And some of them weren't very clean. And their hairstyles weren't very fun to do. And you know, us being a bunch of like young adult women at the time or late teenagers, we kind of had a hard time with this, some of us. And one day I realized that what if this were my grandma? What if this were my grandma going to get her hair done, the one bright spot of her week on a Wednesday? How would I want her to be treated? And my friend said, my whole attitude changed right then because I would want her to feel special. She has lived a long life full of challenges and heartaches and also beautiful times. And here she is at the end of her life. I would hope that somebody would treat her special. And once I knew that, that changed everything. That changed the way that I acted toward those little old ladies that came in every Wednesday. And now this is me, Elena, talking again. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. That is the difference of seeing somebody as an object, as a thing to take care of, something that maybe gets in the way or is kind of annoying or something to deal with, versus seeing someone as a person as a three-dimensional robust ball of humanity basically so I like to think of a simple example have you ever been stuck driving behind somebody who's going like 30 miles per hour in a 45 and they're driving slow and looking out their windows and you really want to lay on the horn and you get really frustrated like oh my gosh come on don't you know how we should be driving you finally cut around them only to look over and see this cute little white-haired couple probably the wife is driving and the husband's hunched over in the front seat and your heart is filled with empathy empathy because can you imagine being that age and trying to venture out to find a new store or to go pick up your prescription that is another example of seeing someone as an object this thing on the road in front of you that's annoying you versus a person somebody at the end of their life carefully driving to to get what they need done person versus object now because relationships involve other people by their very nature, the way we see and feel about those other people is foundational to our relationship with them. Now, when I teach this idea to a group, because I teach this regularly at the school where I work, I use an example. I will stand up in front of this group that I'm teaching or training, and I love to write on a whiteboard. I'm very visual. So I'll draw a stick figure with a cute little skirt and long hair, and I'll say, This is my daughter, Adri, and she is 12 years old, and she's in the sixth grade. She's learning how to play the guitar. She loves to read, and she really dislikes math. She comes home with stories about what she does at recess, and she likes to eat grilled cheese sandwiches and pickles, 
And I could go on and on and list all these things about my daughter, Adri, and they're all sitting there thinking, oh, how cute. She's telling us about her daughter. But then I pull out this beautiful, large photo I have of Adri, and it's her face up close on a swing. I will try to find it and post it in show notes. And I say, but hold on. This really is actually my daughter, Adri. She is vibrant and sunshiny, and she says hilarious things, and she really loves for people to think that she's funny. She struggles with nightmares. She loves to snuggle first thing in the morning and the last thing at night, and she appears pretty confident and cool, but secretly she cares a lot what people think about her. She feels guilty for things that are out of her control, and she's right on the cusp of becoming a self-conscious preteen And my heart aches for that. Do you see the difference in describing a person, this preteen female, in two different ways? Seeing someone as an object doesn't mean that you're being mean to them or like dehumanizing them. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad thing. It just means that you're seeing them as two-dimensional. You're listing them according to labels and you can see whether they are hurting you, getting in your way, annoying you, or just a thing that you take care of versus seeing someone as a person who recognizes all their three-dimensional entities, their humanity, their feelings, their hopes and dreams, and seeing them as real and equal to our own. Now picture going through that and trying to decide about each relationship in your life. Do you see that person on average, in a two-dimensional object, objectified sort of way? Or do you see them as a three-dimensional person with hopes and needs and dreams and big picture explanations for why they are the way they are or why they struggle with what they struggle with? Are you seeing stick figures who get in your way, maybe bring you a paycheck, take care of your kids, mess up your house, make your life easy or hard? Or Do you see those other people as so much more, so much deeper than that? Now, I'll confess that it's really hard to keep a three-dimensional perspective about all the people in our lives, to, to feel that equal humanity all the time. It's not in our nature to keep that in the front of our mind. So if you're sitting here thinking, I'm asking the impossible, I'm really not. We have some instinct in us for self protection an instinct for survival that lets us shut off the reality of other people. Sometimes that's necessary. And definitely anthropologically, that being too much of a bleeding heart and always seeing everybody else's reality would have gotten in the way of our survival. But today, here and now, you are going to survive. You are physically going to be just fine. Maybe sleep deprivation is the closest that you get to a a true survival threat. So we need to expand our minds to put ourselves in the shoes of other people, try to get back in touch with their three-dimensional reality. And that right there is not fancy, but it is the simplest answer that I have for you today about how you go back to a state of trying to see somebody more robustly and trying to find them in three dimensions is putting yourself in their shoes, looking for a little bit bigger perspective, more information about what is going on for them that motivates their feelings, their hopes, their fears, the things that are getting in the way, what's making it hard. So I'll tell you a story example. The last time the stomach flu made its rounds at my house. It was a little after midnight when I heard the dreaded, mom, I just threw up. Now, just after midnight, there's a side note for a moment, I think is the worst time in the world to be woken up. To get woken up out of a sound sleep like an hour or two after I've fallen asleep is the worst. I'd rather get woken up at three or four in the morning. 
I can do, I can deal with that. But there's something about that midnight to 1.30 hour that, oh my gosh, kills me. So luckily, this was my oldest child at the time. And I helped her make a cozy little bed on the bathroom floor as she threw up a couple of times. I was exhausted. I patted her back. And in my sleep deprivation, I tell you, I was definitely seeing her as an object at that moment. Remember, I made her the bed on the floor. It looked really nice, but really, I just wanted her to take care of it so I could go back to bed. I even tried to give her the iPad and say, you can watch whatever you want. I just need to go to sleep. (laughs) So not my finest mom moment. So I climb back in my bed and I can hear her crying on the bathroom floor. And I had two choices in front of me and I really could see it at this moment. And in my sleep deprivation, I really almost ignored her and just would have told her to deal with it and go back to bed. But remember, the solution is to put yourself in someone else's shoes. So lucky for her, I had had that very same stomach flu just a few days before that. And I remembered all too well the awful misery of lying on a bathroom floor with nausea so bad I thought I was going to die. Oh my goodness, nausea is the worst thing in the whole world. And there have been times I've laid there thinking, what, they make an epidural for labor, but they don't make anything to make nausea go away? (laughs) Can't I numb my whole body? So anyway, back to the story. I realized that I was expecting that cute 10-year-old of mine to deal with that intense feeling all alone. And I knew how awful that feeling was. She deserved to be comforted. She deserved to not be awake all by herself in the middle of the night. And her needs at that time were definitely equal to or greater than my own because I could put myself in her shoes and remember this bigger picture of what she was going through and what she deserved. So I don't have a fancy way to wrap up this really deep subject. If this is interesting to you, I really recommend you dive in and read those books I mentioned. If you want the easy read that describes this, that's kind of fun and peppy, I really, Leadership and Self-Deception was my favorite one. It's excellent. It's been around a long time. You could probably find it at the library. You don't even have to buy it. So my challenge to you is to start noticing what is deeper than your behavior toward the people in your life. Notice the way that you actually view them, feel about them, your level of respect for them, the level to which you recognize their humanity and that their feelings and hopes and dreams are equal to your own. Can you look a little deeper to find their experiences, their big picture view that explains why they might be challenging you or annoying you? You know, if you have a child that's stressed at school and comes home and unravels, try to try to recognize that, that they're stressed at school and coming home and unraveling. They're not just coming home to make your life hard. Maybe you have a spouse that comes home from work ornery and it's your challenge to put yourself in their shoes and picture what it's like to be at work eight to 10 hours, whether it's on their feet or with a boss that doesn't appreciate them or mental exhaustion. Maybe you have a coworker who is snarky with you. Try to put yourself in their shoes. Perhaps they're intimidated by you or there's a whole host of things in the bigger picture that might be going on. And when you step back to recognize the humanity of that other person, it gives you a whole lot more control over how you feel about them and then how you act toward them. So I hope that we can all respond with respect for the deeper experiences and strive to see all the people around us, all these relationships in our lives in a three-dimensional way. Start looking for this. Start making small adjustments Like I told you, I learned this principle 20 years ago, and I am so much better at it 
20 years later. And some of you who are young are like, oh my gosh, I've only been alive that long. But trust me, it goes faster than you think. Do your best to make small adjustments and it it starts to get easier. It starts to become easier. I'm definitely by no means great at it, but start looking for the three-dimensional experiences of other people. And I can't say this any more ways, so I will stop there. Thank you for listening to that. I want to finish with my happy hack for this episode. It's very simple, but oh my gosh, I think it's powerful. Will you stand up straight or sit up straight? I've thought about this a lot this week. I was at the pool with my kids a couple days ago, and you know, it's not anyone's favorite thing to be in a bathing suit. And I thought to myself, if I stand up straight, roll my shoulders back. I hope you're all doing it right now as you're listening to this. Roll my shoulders back. Holy cow, this makes me look happier, more confident, takes off 10 pounds. I want to focus on weight, but really just your whole presence looks better and you feel better too. If you can remember to roll those shoulders back in bar exercise class, which maybe even yoga, they say this, it's like have a proud heart, let your chest shine open to the sky have good posture. So happy hack, stand up straighter, look better, feel better. Amen. All right. Thank you for listening. I enjoy sharing with you and we'll talk to you next time. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders. And join the big picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.